Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location, downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out, Southeastern, on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bow uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of, bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had... Chinese bow. It's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bow restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us on this Wednesday morning. I am Justin Hokinson. Part of Auburn Live, auburnlive.com. Appreciate everybody subscribing and tuning into the show. Um, we're excited. It's, gonna, it's a big week. We're halfway there to the, the big Penn State game this weekend. Uh, and joining us today is a special guest. First time he's been on our show. I've had the privilege of being on his show. Um, he is um, a monster in the podcast world, the Auburn podcast world. Uh, he does a great job with the Auburn podcast. You might know him if you live in Auburn. You might you might recognize his voice. Um, he's Mr. Zach Blackerby. What's up, Hoke? How are you, dude? I'm good, man. Sweet, sweet. No, uh, before we jump into all this juicy conversation, because Auburn's got a pretty uh, pretty big game this weekend, but I just want to say you guys are absolutely killing it. Auburn Live is is the place where I go to get the latest on everything Auburn. You and and Jay Lee and. Uh, and Coach Pink are absolutely rocking it. So thank you for all the great yeah, work that you guys it. do. I appreciate it. We're, we're, we're trying. We've had a really good month. So um, we're just getting started. So, man, we're sure we're having fun with it. Um, well, let's uh, let's jump into this, man. Obviously, a, a big week for Auburn. The season starts this week. The first two the first two weeks, it just felt like. Going through the motions a little bit as far as media, you know, you're trying to write about this and, you know, they're going to be complete blowouts and um and then so now the, the season starts this week with Penn State. And, um, you know, I found the toughest thing to sort of try to figure out going into this game is just how much weight do you put on the first two games? Uh, I'm generally – I don't know. I can be cynical. It's probably which way I, I probably lean that way. Sure. Um, and so that side of me says Auburn's completely unproven. 
and um, it is 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 in for a, quite a test on on Saturday evening. Um, I think the teams they've played at best it's gotten them a little confidence, um, but but they haven't been tested. That offensive line hasn't been tested. Yeah. Um, this new offense hasn't been tested under pressure, and so I just I think my my gut says that it could be a, a rough first half for the offense. Um, if it's not, then I'll be very very impressed if they come out and look poised right from the get-go i will be blown away but that's just kind of how i'm entering the game how how are you how are you so where's your mindset entering this game in terms of trying to figure out how good is auburn um and and you know can they match up and what to expect like just sort of how are you how are you sort of going into this game how are you breaking things down well i think there's no question that auburn's um Auburn's schedule so far has been is literally the worst or the weakest in in uh, all of college football. ESPN put out their FBI uh, Tuesday, and yeah, it's it's literally last. It's one hundred and thirtieth in college football, but it's second toughest uh, when you look at the rest of the remaining games, which we all knew that going into the season. And I think we asked this question all summer, right, Hoke? What does Auburn need to do? over these first two games to kind of get itself mentally ready and physically ready for Penn State. And I think we all said Bo Nix needed to look sharper. The offensive line needed to look a little bit better. Tank Bigsby needed to pick up where he left off, which I think all those things have happened. And the defense looks really comfortable in this new scheme. And so I think Auburn's done everything that it possibly could. I think it's uh I think long term it's good that they struggled at times offensively against Alabama State because I think you got to go into a halftime session kind of feeling a little defeated and seeing how Coach Harson responded to that and now his team kind of responded to that in the third quarter, in which they scored 35 points. So I think Auburn's done everything they could possibly do to set themselves up to succeed given the current, you know, situation regarding their schedule. I mean, this Auburn he could not help that it played two cupcakes before its first opponent. It it can't. But, uh, you know, I I think they took care of business against both of those teams. And now it's like, all right, did they do enough? Are they ready to take that massive step? Because Penn State's played Wisconsin. They've played a really, really good team, and they played them on the road. So this is their first game that they get at home. Uh, That's, you know, not Ball State. They're very, very excited about it. This fan base is very passionate and very confident that uh, they're going to send Auburn home with an L. I, I I don't know necessarily if that's the case, but they're definitely uh, they're definitely confident going into it. Yeah, and I think I think that's the other the other the other side of this is um, that I could easily make the case. Obviously, we cover Auburn, and so we yeah. um, I focus on Auburn and I look at it from Auburn's perspective. But I, I could, if you look across the landscape of college football, I was about to say college basketball. I don't know why. Um, if you Got look a, across what, the two landscape. Months? Yeah, yeah. Just give me to the Bahamas. Um, yeah. If you look across the landscape, man, I, I could easily make the case of, you know, is Penn State more proven? Yes. They went on the road and beat a conference team. No question. But, you know, I, 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 I think that, you know, look at what happened with Texas and Arkansas. Look mm-hmm. what happened with Notre Dame and Florida State. And then turn on the next week and look at Notre Dame Toledo and Jacksonville State and, and Florida State. Uh, look at Miami App State. Um, like, I still think we're trying to figure out Ohio State, Oregon, like who a lot of these teams are. So, so while I could look at it and say, hey, Penn State's already got a top 10 road win, I could, 
and 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 by the end of the season, absolutely might be. Or, or Wisconsin could go, you know, seven and 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 five. I mean, like I don't. So I think there is something to be said about you know while we're kind of really critiquing Auburn and rightly so, Akron, Alabama State are terrible. Um, you know, don't. I think there is a, a line like, okay, let's take it a little bit easy on 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 an acting like Penn State is got it all figured out because they were they were zero zero at halftime with Wisconsin, and then had a good second half, pull away, win that game. They stopped Wisconsin um, a couple of times, uh, I think on that side of the field, maybe in the red zone. I didn't see all of it, but I know Wisconsin had their chances, and Penn State stopped them. Um, and then they played Ball State, so you know, I mean, I think Penn State's got plenty of question marks as well. Um, you know, I, I think they're there. They're just, they're just, they've been in the fire. And I think that's the, that's the biggest unknown. We haven't seen Bo Nix and this new offense in the fire. You haven't seen Shedrick Jackson or Demetrius Robertson uh, or Javaris Johnson, like in the fire. Can they make a big catch when it matters? You haven't seen Marcus Harris, you know, or, um, you, you know, some of these young guys, Romello Height, or like some of these young guys that, that need to play well in the fire. Like that's, I guess that's just the biggest question mark, but I think that it's – I think we could probably come up with a lot of questions about Penn State as well. But I think coming home, it just makes it such a tough deal where their confidence is going to be so high, Penn State. And the first quarter, I think, is just everything for Auburn. They, it's I think so, we'll know so who, huge to get out of that first quarter somewhat right. unscathed. Yeah, I, I think we're going to know who's going to win this game fairly early in the game. I think by the end of the first quarter, especially by halftime – I think whoever takes control of this game is going to take control early and they're going to hold on to it for the remainder of the game. That's just kind of my prediction of what's going to happen. I think whoever wins I would have this agreed with you, I would have agreed with you under Gus. That's how Gus rolled. Like you knew right out the gate, you you knew what you're going to get, you get from Gus Malzahn, a team like first quarter, yeah. you knew this is going in the tank or, or they're going to score points. Like it was going to be one extreme or the other. And I tend to agree like in general, I would, but you know, but I do wonder, I don't know. I don't know about a Brian Harson team. I don't know. I mean, is it possible? Think about LSU in 13 when right. they played so terrible in the first half. And then the second half, they turned it on. You know, I think it's possible that Auburn could figure something out and learn in this game because they've been so unproven. Like, I'm not willing to say if Penn State goes up 10 nothing or 13 nothing that, yeah, well, there it goes. Like, I'm not, I, you know, I think Auburn could, could, is capable of finding something. Well, I, I think it has to do more with, with matchups here. I mean, you look at how Auburn performed against lesser competitions. They still look sharp for the most part. And I know some people want to point at first half Alabama state went back and watched it. I don't think it was as bad as we made it out to be. There were a couple yeah. of miscues for sure, but you know, it happens when you look at what Penn state has looked like. Yes, they beat Wisconsin, but man, there was a lot of things that looked really sloppy, consistent arm tackling that happened with ball state as well. I mean, ball state was able to move the ball on them at times, on the ground, and then Penn State is not going to be able to run the ball well. I don't think so. I, I they, they weren't able to against Wisconsin, and I think both of those defenses are in a similar tier. Is Auburn a better defense than Wisconsin? I don't know yet. I don't know. But I think they're on the same tier, regardless of who's better. I think it's close. And so, you know, Penn State fans are really high on Noah Kane, as they should be. He's a really good running back, but the offensive line for Penn State, I don't think, is very good. And I think... When you look at it that way, if Auburn's defense is able to dominate early and Noah King can't get the ball going in early downs and they're having to consistently pass it on third and long and Roger McCreary's on the outside with Dotson 
and he's able to shut him down, I, I think it then kind of forces Penn State's defense to do something that I don't think they're naturally good at. And I think that's stopping the run. And so if Auburn's running the ball with Tank Bigsby and we'll see what happens if Sean Shivers is back or not. And then, you know, of course, everybody's new favorite Auburn football record holder, you know, if they're all running the football, I'm just not convinced that Penn State's going to be able to consistently stop it. And so if that happens, Hoke, which I think it's going to, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot to watch in the second half because it's either that's either going to work or it's not. And I think if it doesn't, then I think Auburn's in really big trouble. And then I think we know that Penn State's going to win the football game. Yeah, I see your point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it could be interesting. I'm 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 hesitant to say this, but I, I'm more concerned about uh, Penn State through the air and potential big plays than I am on the ground at the moment. I could be surprised on Saturday night, but I think. Um, you know, you look at Noah Kane's a good back. You know, he's only averaging 60 yards a game. He, he did, they, they only rushed for 50 yards on Wisconsin. Right. Um, Auburn's defense so far has, has shown to be very aggressive uh, and quick to the football. And when you have Papo and McLean, uh, if the defensive line can halfway do their job, it's going to be tough. So I think that's going to be interesting. I like Auburn's matchup in, in that run in the football. I think, I think Penn State's offense, the big play is what you got to watch out for, especially with, with Dotson. And Clifford, who's a very, um, who's a very good quarterback. He's got mobility. He's a senior. He's played a ton of football. Um, and you have an offensive coordinator at Penn State and Mike Yurich that that is all about the big play and the places that he's been. Um, they they pass for big plays and they create big plays. And I think that's the one thing. And you know, if you look at this Auburn defense, that's the one area they have not been tested as the secondary at all. I mean, right. at all. I mean, they, you know, I mean, they, these two teams. Akron, Alabama State can't throw the football. I mean, there's no real testing. They're not running with wideouts or anything like that. So they're going to be tested Saturday night for the first time. Well, and, and they, they can't throw the football. You're right. Alabama State could not throw the football. And they still, at times, were picking on Roger McCreary in the first half. It's like he bought into his own hype. Then they go into halftime. Sounds like Harson really laid into these guys. And then he comes back out and gets a pick six in the third quarter. So we'll see. I'm curious to see how these corners, and we all know how defensive backs are, Hoke. We all know that... They've got that swagger going on. And when there's a guy that's just as good as them on the other side of the line of scrimmage, I think you're going to see guys, especially Roger, but uh, I think you're going to see Pritchett step up. I think you're going to see Smoke Monday step up, which is a guy that we've like hardly heard his name called at all right. this year just because it hasn't really been needed. But, you know, we heard nothing but good things about guys like Donovan Kaufman at the nickel position. And, you know, I think you're going to see these guys really, really step up because it's the first time where they're going to have to. And look, I mean... I know a lot of these guys are quiet guys like Kaufman, but, and Roger, but you know, guys like smoke that are, uh, you know, they're going to be out there jawing some of these guys. And I think it's going to be fun to see. I think it's going to get the defense engaged because just, we know the personalities of these defensive backs and they want to get in on the action and they haven't really been able to in the first two weeks of the year, because all the focus has been on Auburn's defensive front seven as it should be, because they've been really, really impressive. But I really, uh, I agree with you. They're definitely going to be tested. And I would argue that that, that is the um, that is the biggest concern is can Auburn consistently stop Penn State through the air because they're going to force them to do so. I think there's going to be a little bit of pressure on the guys on the outside like McCreary and Pritchett because I really think Mason, Derek Mason, is going to force them to throw the football. And so I think you're going to see a lot of guys on islands on both sides of the field 
And, you know, so when Auburn fans, you know, react because Roger McCreary gave up a 35-yard pass or something, it's like, well, they're probably making his job a lot harder. They're putting a lot of pressure on him because I yeah. think they're really going to focus on them passing the ball. Yeah, and I think that's the, why you were talking about that. It, 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 I think that brings up another – I'm curious to see Auburn's defense, in particular Derek Mason, um, and how they look. What's the scheme? What's the strategy? In, in really, you know, his first big game at, at, at Auburn. Like, what does it look like? Because what we've heard is there's going to be more zone mixed in. It's, it's going to be a little softer at times than, than what you had with Kevin Steele, which was kind of all man all the time. And it would, it would, that defense would look phenomenal at times. And then they would give yeah. up plays at times. And you're like, how are they, you know, but that was the, that was the aggressive nature. Right. And I'm curious to see uh, how this strategy plays out in a big game against a good, a good team. Um, like like Penn State, I'm curious to watch. And, and and so in in saying that, I think that's one thing that we're not talking about at all. And that is, yes, Mason and Bobo are uh, proven commodities in that I can go watch film of them at, at other places and kind of have an idea of what they're going to do, right? But every good coordinator tweaks something when they get to a new place. There's different talent. Um, it's a different day and age. And so they're going to do something a little different. And so I think the one thing that could be interesting that's, that I think is very interesting in this game, probably more so on offense, but because defense, you know, they hide things and it's maybe a little harder to see sometimes, but what have you not seen from Derek Mason and Mike Bobo in the first two games? Cause that's the one advantage Auburn has is they played teams that were so overmatched that really Auburn just went into the game and said, all right, what do we want to work on? The Akron, it was pretty balanced. They, they went through the air. You know, I thought they tried to do some Alabama State, you could see at times, they looked like they were just running things because they wanted to run it. Didn't even matter what the team, opponent was doing. Didn't even matter, offense and defense. And so I wonder what kind of advantage potentially Auburn has in that they that you know they haven't shown a lot of stuff. Uh, they worked on some stuff, but you know there's a bunch of stuff they held back um, on showing. And does that play to their advantage where Penn State had they had to show against Wisconsin? They had to win. That's a conference game. They had to do whatever they could to win the game. And so if you're Penn State, you're going way back trying to watch film on Mason. You're going back and trying to watch film on Bobo. And and I think Auburn could have, an, you know, we talk about that first quarter. It's going to be loud. It's going to be on the road, all that stuff. It could, the one advantage Auburn could to, could have to balance that out is some something up their sleeve some new formations, some new schemes, some new things that Penn State hasn't seen that they throw out there in the first quarter. And maybe they can catch Penn State on something in that first quarter. I think that's going to be really interesting to watch to go, wow, they haven't shown that all year. Okay. You know, that that's, that's going to be a, a really interesting point, I think, especially early. I think so. And, you know, the combination of like, how often do they go tempo? How often do they huddle? And then the the mix between shotgun and under center, just because you see so many more sets with his offense now. I think in the passing game, you're going to see a lot more of short stuff to the outside, whether it's like swing passes like we saw to Shivers in the first game or, you know, they threw two to uh, Kobe Hudson in, uh, in the game against Alabama State, just swing stuff. And then, you know, just short, quick outside breaking routes because I think they're going to want to get those linebackers to cheat out a little bit so they can ram it up the middle with Tank and Jarquez Hunter. I, I think that's what you're going to see. And you've seen some of that, so I didn't directly answer your question, but that's kind of what I'm expecting them to do. And over the course of the game, you know, maybe you got them cheating in a little too much and you can play action and pop one if something happens there. But 
I think you're going to see them also pick on the safeties that are going to have to be cheating up because I think they're going to need help in the front seven tackling these guys like we talked about already. So I think you're going to see more play action stuff. I know we saw a lot of that against Akron, two really good throws um, by Bo Nix in game one. But uh, yeah, I think that's what you're going to see. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I think you're going to just see more blitzes because they haven't really needed to blitz a whole lot. And I'm excited to see how they use Owen Papo in like a real game because the guy can do anything. I'd love to see them uh, send him on more blitzes. I'd love to see how they use him in coverage. Are they going to man him up with a tight end or running back out of the backfield? Are they going to just kind of have him in the middle of the field watching traffic, you know, go in front of him? I'm excited to see how they're going to use him. And I hope they blitz him a ton on Saturday because I think he's one of the better guys on, on the team at that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting point. Um, all right, so let's talk about the big one. The big, the big question is because look, there's a lot of things that we don't know. I mean, if for for all intents and purposes, this is kind of Auburn's first game in so many ways. There's so many things that we don't have answered, and the big one's Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Nix is a different quarterback on the road or and at home. He has been anyway. Um, I think he's. I think he's basically one in one touchdown to interception on the road. And he's he's probably three to one at home. Um, right. So he's just so much better now. Granted, he's played his freshman year. You know, he's at Florida, which I was at that game. And and credit to Florida, that's one of the harder atmospheres I've ever seen. Sure. Um, he's at LSU. Uh, obviously, you know, national championship team LSU. He's he's played at Alabama. He's played at Georgia. And I hear about people talking. About, he definitely has got all this road experience, but. So, so yes, is he going to go into this game Saturday and be overwhelmed? No, he's seen a big crowd before, but he's also lost every one of those games and he hasn't particularly, and then you throw in South Carolina, which is not even a tough atmosphere and he played horrible. I mean, he hasn't even played well in these, in these road games. So it's kind of a, it's a deal where, you know, people are like, Oh, he's going to be ready. And Auburn's been in this atmosphere. Yeah, but they haven't won them. So, I mean, you got to prove me, don't say, well, I've been there before. Cool. Well, if you lost them all, then what does it matter if you've been there before? So I just think this is this is such a massive game for Bo Nix. We talked to – I talked to Ben Leard on our Monday morning quarterback edition, and Ben was adamant. Ben thinks they're going to win this game. But Ben, former, former Auburn quarterback, was adamant about Mike Bobo. Ben goes back with Mike Bobo and is a big believer in Mike Bobo and is he, – he is an adamant that Mike Bobo – is going to develop Bo Nix and is going to have him in the right mindset and is going to be a really good um, uh, influence on Nix and kind of changing how he approaches the game. We'll see on Saturday because yeah. he hasn't been under pressure. None of that stuff's happened. We'll know really quick. What are your thoughts on, on Bo going into this game? Is there any reason to think he's a different guy on the road where he's going to make smart decisions? He's not going to get – a crazy grounding call. He's not going to try to scramble around it. The stuff that he does, is there any reason to think he won't do that? Or do we literally just have to wait and see? Uh, I, I do think the answer is we have to wait and see, but you know, there's, there's two, there's two ends of the spectrum of this, right? Hoke. There's one where it's like, yeah, Bo's just as terrible road quarterback. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, sure. He didn't win at LSU his freshman year, but literally no one did. He didn't win at Florida, but not many people win in the swamp. He didn't. He hasn't won in Athens, but most people that go to Athens don't win, and then nobody wins in Tuscaloosa. 
The South Carolina thing was bad. That was very, very bad. But play calling down the stretch was also atrocious. How much of that is Bo Nix's fault? But, you know, so it's like you look at that and it's like, okay, well, maybe he just got a really tough schedule and he kind of drew a, a tough hand. The answer somewhere in the middle, I think, and I, and I assume you agree with me there because I, I don't think either of us think that Bo Nix is some terrible quarterback here. But, man, you, you and I both know the, the guy that Bo Nix is. You know that he is tired of seeing all these things about, you know, oh, if only Bo can be somewhat competent on the road, if Bo can only be somewhat competent in this whiteout, you know that's driving him crazy. And you know that his teammates are, are, are you know, supporting him and, and all of that. And I think the scheme is going to help him so much. I think it's going to help him. I think it's going to help, um, you know, Auburn's offensive line, whether they're average in the SEC or slightly below. I don't think we know the answer to that yet. We may know on Saturday, but I think the scheme is going to help him with all of it. I mean, the meme is somewhat true, right? He's looking comfortable in this new offense. And, and I think he's going to, because I don't think he has to hold on to the football as long. And one of the first pressers that we got, Mike Bobo, I think it was back in spring. And he talked about, you know, explaining why certain plays are called and like what the goal is with certain passing patterns. And so if a guy is covered, that means, okay, if this happens, you need to go to this read for your next guy. I don't know if he ever had that taught to him at a college level. And I think that's going to help out with a ton of things. The noise and the pressure, I'm not really worried about that for, from Bo Nix's standpoint. I think he's going to be better. I, I really do. Now, the question is, like, if he's running for his life again and then he starts getting in his own head, then that's kind of going to be something that's like, oh, I think Auburn fans should be concerned about. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I think it's going to be a game where you're going to see, I think those tight ends are going to be kept in a good bit um, to, to try to protect him. That That's just... I agree with you on Bo in, in general. I mean, he is not a bad quarterback, but he just has these bad tendencies and habits to play backyard football. And that's why he does poorly on the road because it's not in his comfort zone. It's loud. Mm -hmm. There's more nerves. Auburn might be losing. And, um, and all that adds up to him trying to do too much. And it's, it's up to Mike Bobo to say, look, you've got an all American running back behind you. You've got a really good defense. Your job is to not turn the ball over is yep. to not lose yards. Every yep. I mean, if, if you're punting or we're kicking an extra point, I'm fine. If that's how every drive ends, I'm fine. I don't want it to end any other way. Um, and so I think that's that's the challenge for for Bo is to how can he flip the switch and look like a calm, calmer quarterback and take a punt. It's fine. But but don't don't make the plays that not only go the other way but give the other team momentum and things like that and Hopefully Bobo can, you know, uh, can kind of be a whisperer to, to, to him. Obviously you have a good running back. It's so imperative that that offensive line plays well and that they run the ball. That, that also would help take pressure. You know, you think back to his freshman year, Bo Nix, he had, he had Booby Whitlow, who I was never a big fan of. I, I wasn't no, I was out of the game a little bit, but I said publicly, dude is not the answer at all. And people, I remember it was like 19 or 18 
people were talking, oh, no, he's Booby's a good, you know, I mean, his numbers, like at times, Whitlow looked like a good running back. I'm like, I'm telling you, if he's your number one, it's not the answer. It's not going to no, happen. And, for sure. And, and, and so Bo had that his freshman year to go into the swamp and to go into and, and, and going to LSU. And I think Whitlow was hurt and DJ Williams had a game. So he didn't have that running game. And then of course, last year you've got tank, but he's a freshman and he's banged up Alabama. He's banged up. Um, he's not getting carries early Georgia. He wasn't even the number one back. So there's your two biggest games last year. Tank wasn't even a factor. Um, you know, so it's, it's a big game for tank too. It's probably really, it's the first time that you've had a healthy bow and a healthy tank, both, in 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 rhythm both knowing what's expected of them um in a big game and that's a different dynamic you know because like i said you've tank was hurt or wasn't around in 19 and then by the time he's around last year in the big games he's hurt or he's not developed yet it's kind of the first time you've had healthy bow healthy tank mature experienced players in a big game and maybe that helps Bo. it has to it has to help them and I mean, once again, we talked about, like, sure, they whooped up on smaller teams, but, like, Bo Nix looks different this year than he did in the past year. And you, you get criticized for, like, overreacting when you say that. But it's like, no, Bo, Bo looked better. Like, if Bo played those two teams last year, he would not have looked as good. I think we all can agree on that. And I think Bo is a guy that really gets football. I mean, we hear about it all the time, how much he just wants to watch tape. Like, that's all he does is, like, he goes home from football practice and he either works out or or he's watching tape. And I think that's something that's like, okay, well, that hadn't really shown up on the field yet, but I think now with proper teaching that that may actually come to fruition. And I think you actually may see kind of the, the fruits of all of that. So, yeah, man, I, I think when it's all said and done, I think this is a better Auburn team than it was a year ago. And I think this defense is going to keep them in the game against virtually everybody uh, except for maybe one or two teams this season. But I just, I understand that Penn State's more battle-tested, like we talked about. And I, I just, I don't think that's going to be enough when it's all said and done. And I agree with everything you just said about Ben Lear to his comments for your show on Monday. So uh, it's going to be tough for Bo Nix to put it all together, but I think we've already seen signs that he's starting to do that this year. Yeah, I think I'm more interested to see the defense than than even the offense because I think the defense is closer to being championship level than the offense. And I think if the defense, the sooner, the, the better they can get, the better Auburn can be. And the more, I, the less you have to worry about Bo Nix and the receivers if you know you've got a defense that is going to keep you in the game, period. Um, and so I'm really curious to see, do you have, do you have, is this defense really top four in the league? Are they really? And I'm so curious to see, um, if they can step up to the plate on Saturday night and be potentially that unit. Is Marcus Harris for real? Uh, is Derek Hall, you know, does TD Moultrie continue to play well? Yeah. Um, does Marquise Burks continue to play well as a, as a backup defensive tackle? Um, is this secondary really good? They're about to get tested. We'll see about Donovan Kaufman, and we'll see about Nehemiah Pritchett, and we'll see about Zion Puckett. Um, I'm really curious to see if that group can can step up to the plate because if, if they can – because this is, let's remember, this is a non-conference game for Auburn. So Auburn still, everything's in front of them. Mm -hmm. If that defense goes up there and plays really, really well and Auburn loses, man, that's that's going to give a lot of confidence to this team. And I think people like me that cover it and thinking about, okay, now project them ahead. If that defense does that, okay, you've got a defense that's going to travel. All right, now, now let the offense catch up. Now figure out, Bo, figure that stuff out. If the defense goes up there and doesn't play well, they don't communicate well, they don't particularly play well, 
I'd be more concerned than if the offense doesn't play well because the defense is supposed to be ahead. And if they go up yeah. there and give up 28 or 31 or something, I think you got a big problem because that's supposed to be the group that's supposed to keep you in the game. And so I'm oh, much what, more intrigued to see them. What do you think the number is? How many points does Auburn need to score on Saturday? Oh, I'm thinking relatively low scoring. Um, probably in that they score, 21. If they score 21, do they win? Maybe, probably. I mean, I would say better chance than not. I wouldn't say yes, but I, I'm saying 21-24. I feel that's that just that's what it feels like the winning score is going to be unless unless something kind of crazy happens. I'm thinking 21 to 24 couldn't win you the game. Um, I don't know that any offense is going to go 27 or more. To me, if that happens, there's a turnover or 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 Auburn. You know, if if, if Auburn gives up 27 or 30, then the offense just stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you know they're going to run the ball. It's going to run some clock. So, yeah, I'm thinking 21 to 24 would probably get it done. Um, that's kind of that's that's where I'm at. I think anything below or above that, I think if it's, if it's below that, then maybe both offenses just suck. And if it's above that, then I'm thinking there's a turnover, there's something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Where you- I, don't, I don't think it's going to be as close as you do. I think, like I said, I think whoever gets it going – they're going to take over the game, and I just don't think the other offense is going to be able to keep up. My pick has been 27-13, and I, it could be either team. I'm 50-50 on which team it's going to be. For the sake of our conversation, I'll pick Auburn here. But yeah, I, I don't think um, – I mean, I think that gives both teams a couple drives where they stall in the red zone, which I think will happen for both teams in this game. And then I think um, – yeah, I, I just think one team's going to wear the other one down running the football, and it's either going to be Tank Bigsby doing it or Noah Kane, and it's just like, I think Tank Bigsby's a better player, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, yeah, think- no, Auburn's the better chance of that happening. No no question. Right. The better chance of the running game going is Auburn because of Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. I mean, Noah Kane is a good back, but he's not even – that dude's not going to wear anybody down. Mm-hmm. And so- I think both offensive lines are comparable, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah I think they're – yeah, I would say they're comparable. I mean yeah. – and it's encouraging that, that that Penn State only had 50 yards rushing against Wisconsin. That's it. Auburn's defense is as good as theirs. I don't know everything about Wisconsin's defense, but you're not going to tell me that Wisconsin's defense is is that much better than what Auburn could put on the field. Uh, yeah, Auburn's and it wasn't like back. Penn State was trying to throw at every play either. They were trying to run the football and they couldn't. Yeah, I mean it was just a stalemate in the first half. Yeah, so I think that yes, if you look at it that way, Auburn, there's a better chance that Auburn gets the run going. Than, um, than, than, than Penn State. I think the big question is Auburn just needing to stay in that game early because if for some reason they can't run the ball or, or they get out of – if they get down two touchdowns and so, suddenly they have to go away from that a little bit, then I think you got real problems because the other, the other part of this game that I am very much a cynical person, I'm very much a wait and see, Sure, is Auburn's wide receivers. I am outside of – Demetrius Robert, here's how I look at Auburn's wideouts. And they're incredibly important because if all you've got is tank at some point, let's say Penn state kind of tries to play it balanced and Auburn really runs the ball and maybe pulls it out. That's fine. Everybody else though, from then on is going to go, all right, guys, we just, we're going to put eight, we're going to load up. We're going to stop tank. And I just think Demetrius Robertson has got the speed to play in the sec and he's got the speed to make plays in, in conference games. No question. Right. I don't know any of the other guys. Everybody else is completely unproven to me in big games. Like who do you rely on? Who can you go to? Who who can you throw the back shoulder to? Who who can you throw a bubble screen that makes a play? I have no clue. I mean, you look at Shedrick Jackson's been reliable, um, but but he, I just haven't seen him do it against 
uh, in a big game. I don't know against top tier corners. I don't know. Xavier yeah. Capers has been targeted one time. Cannon's got one catch. Um, so there's just there's so much unproven about those wideouts. Um, and maybe Auburn's going to be Robertson. Maybe maybe the tight end. Maybe Tank gets a few catches. And so that's what it's going to be every game. It's not going to be a game where you need a, a wideout to catch eight balls. It'll be the most a wideout will catch will be four or five. And mm-hmm. then the tight end's going to get some, and the running back's going to get some, and the other wideout's going to get some, and it's going to be really balanced. I feel like that's kind of what it what's going to look like every game. But what happens when teams load up and stop Tank? Where are you going with the football? That's 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 the other big question mark I want to see. Who can get open? Javaris Johnson is he maybe could he rise to the occasion and be the guy that gets open in space who can get off coverage and get open when you need a play to be made so Bo can make a you know can make a throw and complete a pass yeah and when when they stack the box to try to stop the run I think you need to loosen it up by going to the outside and I think Javaris Johnson's a great candidate for that I think it is telling how much Bo has been throwing to Shedrick Jackson in both games I mean he, he feels comfortable throwing it to him What's that going to look like when they're going up against better corners? I don't know the answer to that. But I'm excited to see who Penn State treats as Auburn's number one receiver. Their uh, their corner, his name is Tariq Castro-Fields. And he's a pretty good player. He's an older guy. He's a, he's a super senior. But who are they going to stick him on? I would assume they'd stick him on number zero because I think Robertson's the best guy in this offense as far as catching the football. But that'll be fun to see what Penn State thinks because if you watch the first game, it's like, oh, okay, it's definitely Shedrick Jackson that's the guy. So that'll be fun to see. But, yeah, I think Javarius Johnson may be the guy that's number two to Demetrius Saturday. And then I think Shedrick Jackson will be the number three receiver, which I like him more in that role than the number two or the number one. That's no disrespect to him. I just think that makes a little bit more sense. Well, and that would be fine with me. Yeah, I like Demetrius Robertson. Like I said, I think yeah. for a big play or reverse, I think Robertson's going to make plays as we saw. But if you asked me who Auburn's best pure wideout, like if you said if you said that that number one corner, if he's going to guard Demetrius, I think that's 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 per- if I were Auburn, that's fine because I think Shedrick Jackson's probably a better route runner. I think Javaris Johnson's probably a, potentially a better route runner than even Demetrius. I just think Demetrius has those abilities that that can separate you in the SEC, just raw skills that you have to have. But I think some of these other guys like Shedrick and Javaris potentially could be really good players. If, they, if the number one corner goes to Demetrius, I, I'm kind of like you. If you look at the targets, I'd probably go shut down Shedrick Jackson because he's got five targets, I think, in both games. Um, and, and, and clearly is somebody that Bo thinks is reliable. I would probably go shut, try to shut him down. And so it's a good point because it's been so spread out at wide out. Where do you key on? Where do you focus on? Um, you know, can, 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 I mean, Capers is capable. Kobe Hudson had a good first game, didn't do much against, you know, the next game. Capable guy. Um, but they gave him opportunities. Last game. I yeah, mean, they, opp- they gave him yeah. opportunities in, even in the red zone. And, you know, everybody, when you go back and watch that first half against Alabama State that everyone wanted to hate on, and I mean, it was sloppy at times, but like, you know, uh, Kayla Newton dropped a touchdown pass. Tank dropped a touchdown oh, yeah. pass. You know, that screen. And then, you know, Kobe, they had him set up on the edge with that swing. And it was a one-on-one matchup. And he, he just lost it. You know, he got tackled. Yeah. And then they went back to him in the second half. And he didn't get tackled. And he got a first down. So, I mean, you know, they want Kobe Hudson to succeed. There's no question about it. So, I think he could be a guy for sure. Especially um, when you're kind of, you know, 20 or 30 yards out. We saw him do that against Akron. 
And, you know, can he find a seam somewhere on the inside? That seems to be where they like him. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's a great candidate for it. What about Tank in the running game? I mean, we, I mean, in the, in the passing game, because Shivers is a question mark. You know, we reported at Auburn Live on Saturday morning that all those guys that weren't going to play, we reported Shivers and Simpson uh, and, and all those players. Hold on. I'm going to restart this because my dogs just went crazy. You good? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, hold on. All right, restart this. Where are we at, Jake? Time was. About 39 minutes. Okay, let's go another seven, eight minutes and call it a day. Cut. All right, I'm going to restart that question. Cool, following you. All right, three, two, one. All right. And what do you think about Tank in the in the passing game? We know Shivers is questionable. We reported that at Auburn Live on Saturday morning. He's a health and protocol issue. I do not have anything confirmed in terms of uh, if it's is it a positive, is it contact tracing? I don't know. I just know that there's something going on there. So I don't know how long he'll be out because that de that depends. But if he doesn't play, you've got Bigsby and you got Jarcos Hunter who had a really nice catch. He showed he he got he's got some hands and those guys haven't been used. In the first two games, Bigsby dropped a ball. Defender was kind of in the way, but that, that might have gone for a touchdown, that little screen pass. Gosh, I think it would have been. But, but him and Hunter, I mean, if you ask me right now, Demetrius, Jarquez, and Big, Bigsby are your, probably your best offensive players. So how do you get the ball in Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter's hands, especially Bigsby, in the passing game? Like this game to me for Tank Bigsby, we talk about it for Bo Nix. I think it's a big game for Bo for his confidence. I think mm -hmm. it's a it's a swing game for him. Is he going to look like he used to look, or is it going to? Are we going to see something that shows that he's headed in the right direction? Right. Tank. If Auburn wins this game, Tank. I think if Auburn wins this game, I think Tank Bigsby comes out of this as a top ten Heisman candidate. I think that if Auburn wins this football game, Bigsby is going to be a massive reason why, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be on a national stage. And I think he comes out of this, and when people start making their Heisman list, he will be in – if there's a top 10 Heisman, he'll be in it, in the right. top 10, if Auburn wins this game. And I just have to think they've got to get him the ball passing as well. Screen pass, dump it down, look in the flats. Think about him in the open field and in the flats against one linebacker. I've never seen the guy get tackled by one guy. It just doesn't happen. So he yeah. could be such a problem in the pass game, and he has they haven't really used him at all. And so that's the other thing I want to see – if they can get him involved there, because he could be such a weapon. Yeah, I mean, we saw it week one with with Shivers, one of his three touches, and he, he scored twice. One of them obviously through the air with that that, and then yeah, Jarquez Hunter with that wheel route. I mean, what an incredible catch that he had there. So, uh, you know, and maybe that's one of those things that you see more of going into this game because really the only instance that we've seen with Tank in the passing game, you mentioned the screen, and then uh, that check down against Akron. 
right, where right. Bo had 30 seconds to throw the ball and he made the right decision by checking it down. They're, all Auburn fans are like, thank you for not leaving the pocket. That was incredible. Thank you. <laughs> and so I, I think um, that and that may be the answer. It's not a sexy answer, Hoke, but I think Bo going to tank in a check down role in the passing game would be a huge win for Auburn. Just taking care of the football and just making the best decision on each individual play and checking it down to Tank Bigsby where, you know, he may get six yards on a second and eight or something like that. I think it'd be a huge one for the Tigers. Yeah. I just think, I hope that happens because I think Tank needs, I think Tank needs, you know, 150 plus all-purpose yards um, in, in this football game. Uh, if he doesn't, what are you doing? He's by far the best offensive player you have. Um, yeah. I mean, think about what the way Auburn would use Carnell back in the day. I mean, you get him the ball a lot, um, a lot. And and so, yes, it's not just passing, but if you can get the ball tanked on screen passes or whatever, he needs to have a lot of yards and he needs the ball in his hand because he can make things happen. All right, let's 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 get to the crux of this. You got Penn State, Auburn's going to be a great game. The one thing we haven't talked about is the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, what impact does this crowd have on the game? 100,000 plus people wide out. Um, we know the atmosphere is going to be awesome. We also know Auburn's been in tough atmospheres before. They've been in the swamp. They've been to Baton Rouge. They've been to Georgia. They've been to Alabama. They've played in their own stadium. It's obviously different, but they've been around loud crowds. I will say 106,000, that's nothing to scoff at. And so the people are like, oh, Auburn's done, been there, done that. I mean, I hear you. Um, but a night game in Penn State, you know, you think back to that LSU game even two years ago, a little rainy, if I remember. I mean, it was, it was you know, Florida was crazy in 2019. Mm-hmm. Penn State's a bigger stadium than that. Like, I just think, and also Florida, that Florida game, you got to remember, Auburn took 10,000, 12,000 people. Auburn's not taking 12,000 to Penn State. I know people are going, but 106,000, maybe there's 8,000, maybe, I mean, there's either way, 90 plus thousand Penn State fans, true Penn State fans. Right. Um, it's going to be a challenge, especially with an offense going up there for the first time on the road, new terminology, new communication that's involved. The offensive line talked about that in our interviews. Communication is going to be such a big deal. Um, defense even talked about communication after the Alabama State game, saying that's the one thing, the big thing they need to improve on is the ability to communicate. So how does this crowd play in? And, and, and are we, you know, in the SEC, we're just like, that's a road game. We know what to expect. This is yeah. being hyped a little differently because it's a wide out and we, you know, Auburn's never been to Penn state, but how do you view that? What, what impact does it, does it have on the game? I'll tell you what, Penn state folks are really proud of their wide out. They are very, very proud of it. I mean, they are coming after me in the comment section in the locked on Auburn YouTube page. So if you want to go argue with them, you certainly can. But I mean, statistically, it doesn't really work. They're eight and eight all time. Whenever they have a wide out per the Penn state wide out <laughs> Wikipedia page, which exists by the way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, and against uh, against Alabama, that's the only time they've done it against an SEC team. They did it against Alabama back in 2011, and they got whooped pretty bad. So I think uh, I think it's just going to be a road game. I think it's going to be a road game against a pretty good team. And it's cool that it's a wide out. It's cool that it's college game day. I mean, all of these factors benefit Penn State. There's no question about it. But to act like it's some, like, mega road game, I think would be incorrect. I think... I think winning on the road at Penn State is significantly easier than winning at Georgia, winning at Florida, winning at LSU, and winning in Tuscaloosa. And when it's all said and done, it's like, okay, if if Bo and company can do that, then they've got a chance of doing it at these other places. Oh, by the way, they go to LSU in just a few weeks. So I, 
I, I don't think some whiteout is some magical thing where these Nittany Lions get special powers, right? It, it's not like it's going to increase their 40 time or make them grow an extra two inches. Um, it's just going to be an energetic area. And by the way, just, just because they're cheering for Penn State, Auburn fans will benefit from this too. It's going to be an electric environment. This is why you go to a place like Auburn. So you can play in these types of matchups where all of the college football world is watching you. And that's going to give them a high as well. So I, I'm not buying it. I think it's going to be really cool. I wish I was going to be able to be in the stadium to watch it because I think it's going to be a really cool environment. But I bet it's going to be pretty cool on TV too. All right, final prediction. What you got? Uh, I'll go with what I said earlier. I'll go with uh, 27-13 Tigers. All right. I hate score predictions. I'm not going to do it. My gut says Auburn loses this football game yeah. only because of the circumstances um, and, 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 and of, of it um, and just, just playing two cupcakes and then trying to go up there and win. Um, if they do, I'll be massively impressed. Massively impressed. Um, well, the statue of so, Tank Bixby right now. I mean, yeah. So it's it, I think they lose not, and I don't think it means that Auburn can't be a really good team. I just think uh, the circumstances around this game make it tough. Um, well, how they lo- if they lose, how they lose matters, right, Hoke? I mean, yeah. does the offense look like it has in years past on the road, or is yeah. it a competitive football game? I, I think how it's a massive they lose game definitely matters. And this, it, it wouldn't even talk about, and I'll just mention this as we go. Massive game for Brian Harson. I don't want to put too much on him, but look, he's played eleven ranked teams as a head coach, 11 ranked teams. He's got six, by the way, the rest of the season, potentially. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He's never beaten a top 10 team. He's never played a top 10 opponent. Number 12, Arizona is the best team he's played, and he beat them in the 2014 Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Harson doesn't have a top 10 win on his resume. Um, so what a massive – I mean, literally, his third game at Auburn, it would be his, the best win of his coaching career. This would be yeah. it. Yeah, and, and he's got a more talented team than he's used to having as well. So, I mean, the yeah. fact that he did that with what he was working with at Boise is actually incredible. I don't it's think he's going to get credit it's, for it. Five like, and six and there's 11. Yeah, at, like, and that is incredible at Boise. That is crazy. So, yeah. I mean, he's a great coach, and I think they're going to be very prepared between him and Bobo and Mason. These guys are going to be prepared. They're not going to be too worried about other things happening. So, yeah, yeah. It's, man, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun one. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Saturday night at ABC 630. Zach, appreciate every uh, appreciate you joining us. Make sure to go check out his podcast, Locked on Auburn podcast. Easy to find, man. He's on Instagram. He's on all the platforms, Locked on Auburn. Um, go check them out. Appreciate everybody being a part of AuburnLive.com. Um, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, I guess, later this week, but we'll see what, what's going on. I'm going to try to get Andy Bircham on, so keep, keep, an, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll talk to him about going up there and calling this game. We'll have Barrett Salee on this week, and then we'll do our modcast. That happened on Saturday as well, so – Uh, Just stay tuned to Auburn Live. Big week. Appreciate everybody joining us. We'll see you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.